Otakuology Podcast with Otaku Mike Engine Graves. Hey all, Jen here with the Otakuology Podcast, uh, where we like to cover a lot of nerdy things, uh, video games, anime, manga, comics, um, you name it. Most of the things that are nerdy, we cover them. So, stay tuned. So, in this episode of Over the Garden Wall, we're covering uh, part four, chapter four, whatever you want to call it, um, Songs of the Dark Lantern. Uh, And the synopsis for this one is Beatrice is left out in the rain with a brainless horse. Wirt and Greg ask for directions in a lively colonial tavern called the Dark Lantern. So that's the the start of this episode. So in this one, um, we do have where there's kind of a little bit of a split in the group, um, which I feel like does remind us that Beatrice is actually of the unknown world and Wirt and Greg are not. Uh, so that's kind of a, another little cool thing that we get out of this episode, that there is kind of that divide uh, again for who is actually supposed to be in the unknown and who is not supposed to be in the unknown. So, so in this episode, uh, we also get... Um, from the very beginning with the opening, we get, um, we don't know what they're sitting on, but we get all these little figures of, of characters and stuff that we'll see actually at the dark end. Um, and we find out later on that there is one of the characters there that actually makes these, um, which is pretty cool. Or if you wanted to think about it in another aspect, that might be cool. Um, especially with one of the episodes that is coming up. Um, which is the frogs when we first see that you know there's two boys playing with a little boat it's the same boat uh, just bigger when we actually get to the unknown so it could have gotten lost in the unknown Um, or uh, going off of that aspect if toys come to life uh, in the unknown or whatever maybe these little wooden uh, statues or dolls or whatever um, actually come to life as well So uh, I feel like there's more that this one character is not letting on, um, but we'll have to, we'll have to see and make sure. So getting into this episode, when we started out and everything, we get into, uh, there is this character, um, that is yelling, Oh, the beast is upon me, um, and stuff. Um, so I want to point this out real quick that that character, we no longer see him after, um, after this part, I don't know if he gets a room at the end. We never see him again. Um, maybe the beast is after him and the beast actually gets him. Um, we're not sure uh, about that, but we do see, uh, Fred, the horse at the beginning of this. If you don't know that when you get into it and watch it a little more, we'll find out closer to the end that Fred actually talks and everything. Um, but we see Fred, we just don't see this character. So I'm not exactly sure what happens to him. Um, but we do kind of know that the beast is after him. Uh, also with this part there, this is one of my favorite parts when, uh, you realize the boys really haven't eaten anything. Um, and you have 
kind of this conversation between Beatrice and Wirt and them talking and Greg listening, uh, which is a big shout out. Uh, well, not about a shout out, but a thing to let us know, like, uh, back in the last episode, um, the schoolhouse Foley, uh, that Greg reciprocates like a child, what he hears when he gets. So like in that one, we had the two old cat, um, where he referred to that. Um, and we'll find out in a future episode where actually he got that from, but he's sitting here and he's hungry and here's Wart and Beatrice talking about stuff and telling him kind of about food. And Greg goes, um, Oh, banana bread. Banana bread sounds really fun. Uh, and on this wagon, there is a duck. He grabs the duck and pulls him in. And out of nowhere, he starts rubbing his stomach. And from the last one, we also know that Greg kind of has a weird appetite, uh, especially when he had potatoes and molasses, you know, mashed potatoes with molasses on top um, or syrup. So it almost seems like grits. If anybody likes grits, I'm not really a big fan Um but I, I don't feel like I've ever had anything else but, like, Waffle House grits. So, you know. Um, but he pulls this duck and he goes, mmm, banana nut duck bread. So we do get a little a little cheesy part, I feel like, with that. That I actually enjoy um, with Greg's commentary on part of this. But we do realize, too, that the boys haven't eaten exactly yet. So, so we do get... Um, they come upon this mill, this mill, this tavern, and the tavern is called the Dark Lantern, which, take it as you will, I feel like is another thing in this episode, um, that shouts out kind of the unknown, uh, of the unknown, how much this lantern actually means, um, in it, so I'm not exactly sure, um, in this part what that's supposed to mean or if these people actually work for the beast um they tell you be weary about it so maybe unknowingly they work for him um but the name of the tavern is the dark lantern um or maybe it's a sign of hope and if the lantern ever burns out and it becomes obviously dark that maybe um that's foreshadowing into um, what needs to happen with the lantern. So, but we do kind of go into this end. Uh, Wart and Greg go into it. Beatrice is with them and she gets shooed out, um, because this kind of sort of Betty Boop character, which is the, the innkeeper or the barmaid. Um, that's what she's always going to be to me is kind of the barmaid. Um, but she's the innkeeper. Um, actually, uh, says that she doesn't need any kind of luck, bad luck, good luck, whatever, and shoes Beatrice out uh, for being a bluebird. So um, I feel like in different parts of the unknown, different people know different things, and that maybe the innkeeper knows not to throw rocks at bluebirds, and that's kind of the reason why we find out Beatrice is a bluebird. Um, and her whole family gets turned into a bluebirds. So I wonder if different people in the unknown actually don't talk to each other. Yeah, but the weird thing about this tavern is everybody there, they don't have names. All of them, the name that is given for all of these characters is basically the name for 
their occupation. So I think it's pretty funny. When the innkeeper actually introduces everybody, um, she introduces the butcher, the baker, the midwife, the master and apprentice, the tailor, and then she said, I'm the tavern keeper. Um, and there's a couple of them we don't know, um, but based off of like maybe what they're wearing, um, one of them might be like some kind of a sea captain, maybe. Um, then we have all the people in the band that don't actually get picked out. Uh, and then I want to say he's maybe a carpenter, but it's the guy that actually makes the little figures and everything for this. Um, he picks out a couple other people, the calligrapher, the cobbler, um, and the dossier. And so we have, uh, kind of like a bunch of people that are at this end and we have the highwayman, which that's the only thing that we do find out is everybody stands up on stage to tell their tale. And that's kind of their thing that they do to pass the time is actually tell you all this stuff. Um, I do kind of like the highwayman song because it does tell you exactly what he's going to do. Um, basically he says, I'll knock you off the road. I'll steal your stuff, all this other stuff. Um, and that I, I basically make the same thing. I make the same kind of ends meet by doing basically what everybody else does by working with his hands. So it's kind of a weird little thing. And we see him pop up in different areas. When they first get to the end, he's upstairs uh, in one of the windows. And when he gets down, we see him in different areas pop up here and there. There's one point where he's standing by the innkeeper. So I wonder if he's kind of pickpocketing people or not. Um, and doing what his occupation is as he goes. Um, who knows? That would be kind of a fun thing to know if he's actually... Um, going around pickpocketing and, and stealing people. And the reason why he was in the room wasn't because it was his, it was somebody else's. Um, but it's really funny with some of this stuff. And of course, we kind of get this other part where they are trying to figure out who Wart is, and they don't know. They, they can't figure it out, and he won't exactly tell them because he doesn't understand what all they're doing. And we find out that basically, uh, to them, Wirt is a young lover because he brings up um, Adelaide to somebody. And they think Adelaide is a girl that he wants to court. So they believe that the reason why he's kind of got this simple mentality to him is that he he's trying to get with Adelaide. Um, if only they knew. But... Um, later on after he starts trying to sing his song to them and it gets really weird, um, which I'm a little freaked out because we do find out that he does like musical instruments and stuff, why he would do some of the things he did to part of them. Um, but we do know that now they decide that he's not this young lover and he's not simple or anything else, that he's actually a pilgrim and he's on a journey and what they're trying to do. And that's kind of what the whole tavern wants with the occupations and the singing and everything is they just want enjoyment for the night. Um, now the weird thing is, is the tavern is out in the middle of nowhere. So I'm not sure exactly where everybody lives. 
Uh, we do know, like, some of them say, like, uh, the little guy that makes the miniatures or whatever, or the wooden statues, does bring up that the tailor is just there by chance. So, obviously, something happened. He's not there all the time. And I would really like to know, like, where all the different things are. Because as they're going through it, it does seem like the unknown is more of, like, in the countryside. But we do have different things, like, uh, with the school foley, uh, where we do see there are big theaters and stuff that people are. That's where Jimmy Brown went to go work at the circus. Um, and that, obviously, there's a bunch of these other characters... I wonder if any of them were there to know Jimmy Brown was in the monkey suit or went to the rally or anything else. We don't exactly know any of that. Um, but all of these characters are only called off after their occupation. They don't have names. So it could be just another thread in the unknown that we don't exactly understand. And maybe it's another like kind of little realm in the unknown that as you travel through, different things pop up. So, we're left with some questions of how different things happen. Um, especially like how the boys got on the cart and some other things like that. So, who knows? Um, maybe there's another source that uh, we can find out. Uh, or maybe, uh, I know that there's an Over the Garden Wall comic. Um, there's a couple of them. Maybe those fit in between certain episodes. So... Who knows? So, we also get this part where um, the people want to know uh, about Wirt's, Wirt's pilgrimage, I guess. And so they decide um, that they're going to tell them some of the things that they've went through. And obviously, they bring up the Beast... And supposedly all these people know who the Beast are. And in perfect fashion, they decide to sing a song about it. And tell you everything about it, that what his his job is, the story. Almost like it's kind of a, a tell that parents tell their kids to keep them in bed at night. Um, and Wirt brings up the woodsman um, because she says something about a lantern. And she says, well, it, the woodsman has to be the beast because he's the one who holds the lantern. So they're trying to figure that stuff out. And she brings up a good point that the woodsman has been trying to lead them away from the beast, but has gotten them more stuck than ever um, or more lost than ever. And who knows? They might not be lost. They may be lost. Um, the unknown just seems like a big kind of wormhole loop kind of thing where you, if you're stuck in it, you're going to be stuck in it no matter what. So, um, they're trying to figure kind of that stuff out as well as trying to go around, um, and figure that out. So this will play into it later on, which we are about to get a part where, um, the innkeeper's words actually affect Wirt to the extent that um, he hears Beatrice yell and believes that the woodsman is the cause of different things and that he is actually the beast. Um, so he gets on the horse and 
goes with Greg and everything, runs. He has his own little lantern that they let him borrow, catches this Adelwood tree on fire, which we may not know. It may or may not be the guy that was using the horse and wagon. We're not exactly told how fast Adelwood trees grow. So if he's really lost, it could be him. You know, it could be that guy. Uh, we're not exactly sure, and I don't think that there's anything that alludes to that it could be him, but uh, if the beast was upon him, then obviously, uh, especially if we see the wagon and we see Fred the horse, we don't see this guy anywhere. Um, so, Wart catches it on fire, hops on the horse, and rides off, and saves Beatrice. And we have the, our first kind of glimpse of the beast. He actually uh, calls to the woodsman and says, uh, you know, woodsman, basically uh, make sure that you're keeping the lantern burning. Um, and we find out that the thing is, is that the beast does say that he's placed the woodsman's daughter's spirit inside the lantern and that he should basically be worried about it because who knows at any point if he lets it go out then his daughter's life might be forfeited and the lantern's the only thing keeping her alive and at this point we do find out that this talk with the beast that um the beast is basically uh trying to get the lantern back for whatever reason um, but we also find out that he, he almost kind of plays mind games, I feel like to an extent, um, uh, because he wants the woodsman to continuously walk around and, uh, fill it with oil and all this other stuff from the Adelwood trees. So it's kind of a weird quinky dink, I feel like, uh, with that. And, um, there is something that I do want to tell you guys. I just can't tell you yet. Uh, because it would be a big spoiler for the ending, so I'll hold off on it till then. Uh, but we do have these really, really awesome parts with this this thing. Um, if you actually hear, it sounds like the woodsman singing. And up to this point, we might have thought that it was the woodsman singing. But it's actually a beast uh, in the background. Sometimes you hear him off to chop the wood for fire. Um, and, you know, basically it's him saying this, um, and we do kind of get a glimpse at him at one point, which I believe, um, that he is a cluster of Adelwood trees himself. Uh, we just can't tell that because the beast is hidden in shadow. So it's almost like the lantern reveals his true form. Um, and with that then you can't actually see the beast um it almost seems like the little um oh i can't remember what it's called uh little nightmares that's what it is uh, it almost seems like some of the characters and whatnot in there where you don't actually see their true shape till you get farther into the level um or towards the end of the level when things happen to them you do get this kind of uh, weird sense of what they look like and everything. So 
I think that kind of is a good representation for what we have with this stuff. Um, as far as the beast goes, um, and not really knowing too much about him. Um, in his appearance, we do have the big glowy eyes. So, uh, I do think that the turtles are a manifestation of his powers. Uh, like with, when we had the dog turn into the big wolf thingy with the glow in rainbowy eyes from episode one, um, as well as different characters that we'll see, um, that have different, um, affiliations or affinities with the beast. Um, but as far as we know, um, when we get that glimpse in a future episode of him, it does make sense why he looks the way that he does in the shadows. Uh, until then, he really just looks like he's this creature that may have, um, like deer antlers or something like that. So he does look like he could be a deer person, but who, who knows at that point? Um, because he's been hidden in shadow the whole time. Um, but like I said, I do believe that the turtles are a manifestation for him. Who knows why he picked these turtles. Um, but that is a representation that we do find later on, um, with some other characters, uh, that I'll cover when we get to those characters, what they actually, what we see from them. Um, and us just kind of having to learn what exactly uh, the unknown is. Um, the comics, like I brought up earlier, are ones that I want to read and actually have for um, my collection of books and everything, um, just because they seem really fun and it is a little more tidbit than the 10 episodes that we do get with Over the Garden Wall. Um, but I... I really wonder what it adds or what it takes away because there are a bunch of different things per episode that everything is different here and there. Um, because like I said earlier, it seems like they're different worlds as we go through the unknown that are just connected by some kind of a weird event or anomaly, um, which could be why, why, uh, Wart and Greg got there, um, you know, falling through some kind of a paranormal void or something. Um, and maybe that's how everything's connected. You know, maybe, maybe everything's connected that way. And maybe their world has a little piece of something in it. Um, and it, all these other ones are parallel universes or something else like that. Um, we're just not sure. And we never really see any other characters together uh, with anything. Um, especially like with this episode with the characters at the Dark Lantern Inn, um, which again, like I said, the they call the Beast Lantern the Dark Lantern. Um, so that is a play on, on things. We don't exactly know. Uh, maybe he, maybe the Beast made the Inn um, and that that is the reason why these people are there is to not know themselves. And that's why they only know their occupations. Uh, maybe he slowly siphons off things from them and they've forgotten a bunch of things, um, up until you basically lose hope and turn into an Edelwood tree. 
Um, who knows? But all these different people could be from different kind of um, universes or lands that we uh, just don't exactly know. All connected by the beast. So um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, any like other fan theories that you might have or if you've seen the series. Um, other little things that you know maybe I'll throw in an ep- extra episode at the end for any questions that anybody's asked. Um, and just let us know. Um, this is a great series. Like I said, and I say all the time, I really enjoy it. Um, so thanks for listening. We have now made it to through episode four. Um, stay tuned. Episode five will be put out and then we'll continue this journey into, uh, next week because the, not this weekend, but the weekend after is Halloween. So yay. We'll be closer to, um, everything and find out um next thursday that this is actually a halloween based cartoon so anyway like i said thanks for listening as always like what we say in our podcast here all the time uh see you next tuesday